we're back. We are back after our one week break. Leo Finance, when soon show, aka AMA. I'm gonna, I gotta jump in Discord. Oh, yeah, I should probably do that. Oh, yeah, and I should probably do the earbuds too. I always forget Discord. You make me do extra work. Um, yeah, we didn't really announce this one ahead of time, but um, there's plenty to talk about, even if uh, we don't yes, have a ton of live questions. Yeah, sweet. We're live. Everything's out. All the announcements are done. Um, we were just talking pre-show about all the uh, the breaking news because it happened about 20 minutes ago. Um, so uh, Binance has acquired FTX officially. Um, and they didn't acquire it. They're going to acquire it, right? Right, right. So the, the short version of the story is... Uh, in the last couple of days, there's been a few questions, uh, some articles posted, some some crypto Twitter influencers that started questioning uh, FTX's liquidity, um, and then also looking at the uh, so there's so there's FTX right, and that's owned just for anyone that might not be super familiar with how this all works. There's FTX, and that's a huge exchange. They're the ones that you know sponsor all the you know athletes and uh, sporting events. Um, and they spent a bunch of cash recently, you know, uh, b- basically bailing out a bunch of different crypto protocols and giants in the space. Um, and then uh, there's SBF, which stands for Sam Bankman Fried. That's the founder of FTX. He also founded something called Alameda Research, which is like the crypto quant trading firm. And supposedly it's a super highly profitable firm uh, for, for quant trading. And a lot of people speculate that that, you know, they were even more successful because FTX was feeding data to Alameda to uh, basically to, to bolster their quant strategies. So I was kind of following that because I, I just found it kind of interesting. Um, and then, um, so recently, basically people started looking at the Alameda uh, balance sheet and they realized that, that they were claiming that they had billions of dollars in value, uh, but those billions were held in FTT tokens, which is the FTX token. And, people started questioning, you know, basically where's all this value, uh, how levered up is SBF, Alameda and FTX. Um, and, you know, as people kind of dug more and more into it, uh, a few different influencers started talking about how, you know, they were levered on the edge of bankruptcy. Um, and that if a lot of people started withdrawing funds from FTX, uh, basically they wouldn't have the liquidity. They would go insolvent uh, to fund those withdrawals. So then a few days ago, Basically, what happened was this all orchestrated a huge bank run on FTX, and a lot of capital started getting withdrawn from it. And as that capital was getting withdrawn, uh, they started adding limitations. So, you know, some people tweeted that they had a corporate FTX account that before previously had no withdrawal limits, and suddenly they had a $25,000 per day withdrawal limit. And as that started happening, obviously, you get that snowball effect, you get that panic, and people kept tweeting that they thought FTX was gonna go insolvent. And then you had uh, CZ from Binance tweet um, that, so so basically Binance is is an exchange, obviously. 
they hold a lot of different cryptos because, um, you know, for, for various reasons, obviously they have user funds, but then they also have their actual, like, for some reason they have like core holdings of all these different cryptos. Um, and then they've obviously got like perpetuals. So they've got, you know, futures and stuff. So they're, they're basically holding a lot of different cryptos. I think today he tweeted, CZ tweeted that they've got um, like $9 billion worth of Ethereum sitting in two cold wallets. Um, so they have a ton of crypto and they had some, some ridiculous amount of FTT tokens. Um, so then CZ in the midst of all this bank run nonsense, CZ tweeted that he uh, was going to go ahead and sell all the FTT that, that Binance was holding. And at the time, I think it was like, I don't even know, like $500 million, if I remember correctly. Um, so, so basically he tweets that they're going to start selling all of that and it might take a few months, but they're going to be basically just, sell, they're going to be a, a, a seller every single day. And, um, you know, in recent weeks and months, uh, SBF has basically been tweeting all sorts of shit posting content, talking about how he was going to defend the $22 FTT price. Um, and, you know, he, he would always post tweets about how he was buying FTT and supporting that price. And then obviously, as all this news started to break, um, the FTT token started to drop. So that $22 level, they were sitting at $22 for since about mid-September, it kind of kept bouncing off at 22. And then yesterday, uh, that $22 level broke and now it's sitting at $15. So it broke and it broke hard. Um, and then people kept withdrawing, obviously. And then, you know, SBF and FTX on Twitter just went radio silent for 24 hours. And then I saw this morning um, that they paused withdrawals. So if you had capital on the exchange, it wasn't for everybody though. I think it was only for non-US customers uh, if, I, if I read that right. Um, so basically a large percentage of their user base couldn't withdraw capital. And that obviously you know, made the whole situation a lot worse. Everyone waited for a while to see kind of how this was all gonna play out. And then um, about 45 minutes ago, CZ tweeted and SBF tweeted at the same time um, that Binance uh, was making a, uh, uh, basically a strategic investment in FTX uh, with the ability to, to fully buy it out, basically. So this all looks very much like an orchestrated kind of short squeeze of FTX so that Binance could step in and buy it on the cheap. Um, and I, I definitely think that's what happened. I think CZ, I think CZ is one of the most skilled players in you know, definitely in crypto, if not in just kind of the business world. I feel like he's just kind of a, he's become this mega giant that just continually uh, basically eats everybody else's lunch. Um, so it's, it's been fascinating to watch how this all went down and it, and it happened very quickly. I mean, you, you see like SBF was literally on top of the world this year. Like he was, he was like, people were calling them the Warren Buffett of crypto. He was buying uh, buying, buying up bad debt. He was bailing people out. Um, he was, you know, buying cheap, buying companies on the cheap, acquiring them, bringing them into the FTX fold. You know, he was sponsoring Tom Brady and all these different athletes and sports. And people just thought he was untouchable. He was like the next CZ or Warren Buffett of crypto. And then, uh, you know, within days, he uh, basically sells off his company. Wild. Really wild. And what's happened in crypto is obviously as news broke yesterday, Bitcoin was sitting at like 21,000 and we immediately dipped down to like 19,300. 
Um, and, uh, and yeah, people thought it was, it was going to be bad. Some people were saying it was like Luna 2.0. Um, we were going to see it crash down to like 10 K. Uh, I didn't really think that that was going to happen, but personally, uh, when I started seeing the news yesterday and we were still above 20 K, I sold some Bitcoin, um, just kind of some play money, uh, just to make a little trade out of it. And, uh, you know, I started buying that Bitcoin back today under, under 20 K. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it, it definitely had a significant impact. And then the news today that CZ was acquiring FTX uh, sent Bitcoin right back up above 20K. Right now it's at 19.8. Um, and obviously the, the stock market is up pretty big today. So um, just kind of a lot of volatility. BNB, which is obviously the, the token for Binance, it was at like 3.30 this morning and it's at 3.61 right now. It wicked all the way up to 400. Um, so this is clearly bullish for BNB. There's definitely volatility, even if it's within the same range. I mean, hell, we saw a huge spike in Bitcoin last hour, like a thousand point move. And now this hour, it's pretty much given a good chunk of it back and we're back on to 20K. Yeah. So it at least created some volatility. But the funny part is when you look at it from a longer term perspective or just even the daily chart, if I was in a vacuum, I wouldn't have known anything happened because all we did was swing a thousand points or so up and down within the same tight little range we've been in. So right. uh, as much as I was excited for about 30 seconds, I'm back to uh, meh. Yeah, it we was, uh, some, it was uh, fun to trade it, but yeah, not oh, much yeah. happened. Yeah, as far as trading, absolutely. As far as long-term investment, didn't yeah, change a damn thing. Right. Or maybe, maybe it did. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was a saving grace. Maybe shit was going to get ugly. Maybe FTX actually was going to get jammed up in a liquidity crisis. And, you know, that would spark a sell-off from everyone freaking out. But, and that's yeah. fine. It is, it's crazy. I just can't get over how long Bitcoin's been going sideways. I mean, we're yeah. looking at, I mean, we got to this level in mid-June, so. Yeah, but I mean, in week, August, we spiked months. up to 25, but then quickly gave it back. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of counting that as the range. I know, like, definitely outside of that, window we've literally been stuck between like 19 and 22 um but i'm looking at that as part of that part of that range but yeah i mean you could say we have this tight little range like that 19 to 22 and then you have like and obviously you know we've touched down to high 17s and stuff um so the outer bands you know take you to high 17s and then the upper band is basically 25k but my thing my whole thing is like i'm not looking at bitcoin as like uh, price action bullish until I see us crack above 25K and pretty much confirm that. Yeah. So, which at the same time, you know, if you're bullish Bitcoin, then every time it touches into the 19s, technically you should be a buyer because then your upside is 25K um, theoretically. And then if it was to break that, then that's when you really make some good money because at that point, you know, we'll probably run into 29, 30. But I feel like everyone's still waiting for it to break lower. 
I still feel like that's the vibe. That's, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in that party. I'm like, I want to buy it lower. Like, when are you going to break? So maybe it won't just because everyone's waiting for it. Yeah, I mean, the name recognition on Bitcoin now compared to the last bear market is so different. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this 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 is the bottom, um, you know, this 18K range. And I mean, think about it. When we were first coming down, a lot of people, I mean, shit, when we were holding 30K, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, that's going to hold. And then a lot of people were like, no, we're going to, you know, go down to the prior all-time high from the last bubble, right? And then we got there. And, you know, started pushing through it and people like, oh, we're going to 10K. But, you know, that prior all-time high at 20K, I mean, that's essentially what we're holding, you know? So it'd be funny if that ends up working out. Yeah. The the big descending triangle that was uh, happening off the all-time high turned out to be a not event. We literally just pushed out of it sideways. It didn't do anything. And that was a pretty clear descending uh, triangle turned out to be a non-event yep i don't even know i have the line on my chart anymore so just you disappoint me descending triangle you had one job <laughs> but yeah so what else are you what are you what are you trading what are you buying what's in your crosshairs I mean, honestly, kind of like was nothing until we started talking about it uh, when we were gearing up to go live. Um, you know, I had previously bought some Rune and uh, some Bitcoin, but I really haven't bought much of anything the past month. Um, I'll tell you the one that I actually wish I would have bought, like I plan to, and again, just being, I guess, unorganized, I let it get away from me because it's outperformed. And I did uh, a post on it the other day is Cosmos. The Atom token has outperformed the market over the last four months. Um, I always forget what, where's my chart with lines? Damn it, I can't find it. But anyway, um, yeah, this thing got down to six bucks. Like talk about an absolute time to buy. Um, I got in, unfortunately, at about $19, $20 is when I did most of my buying. I'd have to look back to see if I bought more or any lower because I did buy more at some point. But uh, I would have loved to load up on this thing, even at like $8. So, but yeah, so that's uh, relative strength to the market. You look at the, uh, the, the low back in June and it's, you know, it basically was in an ascending channel for a while, popped out of that. And now it's trying to decide what it's going to do here. But either way, it's got relative strength, rel uh, you know, compared to most of crypto and most other alts. So that's something I got my eye on. I don't necessarily know if I'm buying it here um, because, I, like I said, I feel like I missed it. But I'll probably also, I mean, Rune is just literally dead on arrival right now in terms of price action. Yeah. And there is zero volatility, like fucking zero. Um, I bought more of that at like 205, I think, back in... Um, early September. So I'll probably grab more down here at a dollar fifty. And then yeah, outside of that, I'm just trying to maybe get involved in some gaming tokens. I feel like there's always alpha. Well, speaking of, because one of those games is on Hive, we were talking about that. I actually think I'm gonna buy some Hive. 
45, 46 cents isn't a terrible price for hives. So those are mainly what I'm keeping my eye on. Um, there you go. Boz just said Cosmos is one of his monthly buys. Good job, buddy. I need to start setting up like autopilot instead of trying to do all this shit manually. Um, but yeah, and then I'm just keeping an eye on all the new games launching on the Hive blockchain, which is one of the reasons I'm becoming more bullish on Hive. Because I mean, all we need is one or two more hit games that I think, you know, will help the price a lot. Yeah. So that uh, wrestling one that just launched that uh, I was reading Finguru's post about, that seems interesting just because, I mean, that demographic isn't as big, but man, the people that are into wrestling are just into wrestling. <laughs> so I don't know if those games do super well. I mean, I know like WWE had a video game back in the day. It lasted for a while. So, um, but I think there's still a big enough demographic for it. And I like the token ticker. Anytime something's called woo, it's fun. Get some woo token. So yeah, I got to get around to grabbing some of those tokens and whatnot. Get some more exposure to the the play to earn since really all I have is Splinterlands chaos packs that I'm just sitting on waiting for them to turn profitable one day. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens if they, if that, burn gets approved yeah i'm excited to see that um i was just reading about that and then i asked neil what he thought about it um so that i think i think what they're proposing is burning twenty five thousand cl packs per day um you know i i bought a bunch of bought a bunch of packs uh through um through neil and gerber's uh x chaos um, as did i so yeah, so I'm excited to see how that how that kind of plays out. I've just kind of been sitting on the packs and collecting my nice little deck uh, SPS drops from that. Um, so yeah, yeah, Yaba just said it looks like it'll be approved. So that's exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Here it's, we go. All we had to do is start talking Splinterlands, and Neil's gonna Neil's gonna jump in in a minute. Yeah, he has arrived. <laughs> it's like Beetlejuice. We'll speak his name, say and he will appear. Winterlands three times and Neil Pierce. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see where that's headed. Splinterlands has been doing a lot of interesting things uh, lately with all the uh, all the different launches. Um, so yeah, it's it's been hard to keep up, but I've just been just been loosely reading about it. Um, and Yeah, if you in case you missed it, we had Yaba P Matt and they call me Dan on the uh, Chain Chatter podcast. Um, Indeed. So if you want to catch the recording of that, talked about Splinterlands, we talked about Three Speak, we talked about Hive. Um, so yeah, and then I just tweeted out that I I just bought a bunch more Hive, um, been slowly accumulating. Because um, yeah, like like we were talking about, it's it's looking really good at these levels. It's, it's got a lot of fundamentals going for it. Um, and I think the recent changes, especially on the HBD front are very bullish, uh, for hive. Indeed. Man, that's wild. The little, uh, 
pump from the uh, FTX news is already ended. <laughs> right back to where price right was. Right back to where we news. started. Literally, yeah. yeah big... I made a great trade on BNB. I uh, I sold out at three eighty five. Nice. Now we're at three fifty. Yeah, you sold up in the wick, no less. Oh yeah, yeah. I I had a couple yeah. of sales, but it averaged at three ninety five. Yeah, Bitcoin is uh basically back where it was when the news started. Yeah, that's pretty wild. A that wild sucks. There's some nice appears. some nice reversal candles going on that are now not reversal candles, but we still have six hours. So. I don't know what is that? A Ponley? I don't even know what that is. That uh, Tony mentioned. Up only. Up only. Yeah. Is that what it's supposed to Do be? Up only. When when Luna was uh, when Luna was dipping, and then obviously blowing up, he kept saying uh, deploying funds. Oh, gotcha. Too funny. Wild McSpadden appears. What's up? It is mixed spreadsheet in the house. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna rejoice amongst the people. Oh. Uh, fix my thing here. <clears throat> so, okay. yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're just, just doing, uh, in old roundtable fashion, ball. we're talking markets. Right. Yeah. And <clears throat> CZ is a might as well join the chess leagues. Yeah, I was, I was listening, you know, but I'm <clears throat> feeling somewhat okay today. So, Nice. Yeah, we didn't even we didn't touch anything yet outside of general market talk. So we haven't even gotten updates on all things Leo Finance. (laughs) But uh, yeah, but I heard you guys. uh, You're talking about Switzerland's, so I felt like I had to. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, I've been following the the FTX stuff as well. It's been just wild. Yeah. Hell, I need some stonks talk too. I was hoping I could bring Ronald out of hibernation, but it looks like he's no longer around. He was online earlier. Yeah. I feel like stonks ain't the worst time to stop buying. Well, really, a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to, but in well, you- December, when I get some capital freed up, I'm probably going to start grabbing some stonks again. I mean, I, I, I look at stocks and then. You know, there, there's a diversification element to it, right? Because it's just, you know, yes. so well, much correlated. But then I was like, well, but I'm making like 35% on stable coins on cut. <laughs> yes. Cat needs to start moving more into BHBD and PHBD. Yeah. You do. Yeah, the multi-token said bridge than done is, now. The multi-token bridge is working very well. Better yeah. than, I, but even better I, I than do. I would expect. <laughs> I donated my fair share over the last week or so to the uh, yeah to the bridge burns. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it's been on the list. Easier said than done, but about three weeks ago, I was like, oh, I got to start moving stuff. And here we are three weeks later and I haven't <laughs> done any. Well, actually, that's a lie. I moved <clears throat> about two grand, but um, I actually didn't move it into BHVD. I just took stables and moved it into the four belt just because it was paying like 22% because there's only like 20 grand in it. So I was like, well, let me just move a little in here that I have already liquidated. 
Yeah. But yeah, buying, uh, acquiring HBD is obviously a little bit of a chore. So at least in well, any quantity. Well, what was interesting? So I was I was doing it. Um, I don't know Thursday, Friday, some, something like that. And you know, so I have I ha so <laughs> I had a bag on USDC, a WBTC on Polygon, and that was staked in QuickSwap. And then QuickSwap ended their farm rewards for that pool. So I was just like, you know, I just I just pulled it out, and it's just been sitting there. So I've got this, I mean, the BTC, I'm going to leave there, but the, um, the USDC is, you know, that's dry capital. It's just doing nothing. So I decided, you know, once, especially once Cub pumped a little bit and APRs went way up from, you know, they were a little over 20% and now they're almost double that, <clears throat> that um, uh, I said, okay, well, you know, it's time to do the work and, and buy the HPD and everything. What I was really surprised about was that there are some market makers that are actually putting up significant size bids and s on the internal hive market for hive versus HPD, and uh, I was able to fill you know uh, you know multi thousand dollar uh, orders without too much slippage. I think it was like half a percent something like that, and nice. um, and then I bridged it into you know BHBD and and pooled it and. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> Only thing that uh, slows me down on that is obviously a price risk with Hive when you're doing these things. Right. So uh, I, I did it in three trades over a couple of days. Two of the trades actually came out ahead because where I bought the Hive and then nice. the internal market price was a little bit lower. So I was able to, to recoup that. And then one trade I ended up the other way by, you know, I don't know, 40 50 bucks so it wasn't too terrible because i was able to you know there was there was very little time between getting the hive and being yeah able to sell it for, for hpd nice yeah the fun part is uh you know doing it when hive is a little bit cheaper and then you just basically get to get to make up for any slippage on the on the arb of the price like right now is, is probably a decent time to to try to pick up some HBD, in my opinion. Um, well, I probably will I would, to. but I'm on this call, so <laughs> let's wrap up now. Well, you know, Cal's posting memes on threads, so, you know. Right. Double, double tasking. Finally. Got to have the memes. I was, uh, so Addicted posted something in general with the, um, what was that show, Squid Games? And uh, it was hilarious. And I was like, I'm going to steal this because everybody's been stealing my stuff and putting it on on threads and then i go to threads and like 20 seconds before cal khalil, khalil kazi posted this exact same thing yeah <clears throat> yeah i stole both of his memes yeah love it yeah neil's been active on threads this morning which is what you yeah. love to see i already getting robbed <laughs> <laughs> post stuff on discord and then it shows up on memes and other people are getting my votes right right yeah, we need to, you know, what would be cool, maybe this is something I'll talk to the devs about, is creating a Discord bot that would, um, maybe you can like sign up and give it your posting authority. And when you post something in uh, Discord, have it just post threads automatically. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, that'd be wild. Um, yeah, we could probably get pretty, 
pretty creative with it to make it so that like when you post something in discord, you could like react to it with a certain reaction. And if you do the reaction, then, uh, then it gets posted to threads because you might not want everything posted to threads, but yeah. Yeah. You definitely would need to make a toggle or something. Or, yeah. Or a bot command. <clears throat> Neil, what time, uh, remind me what time monster uh, Mav is, uh, on. Ah, so because of the time change, it is now at 5 PM Eastern. Because uh, All right. the, the Splinterlands streaming team operates on UTC, which does not have daylight yep, savings. Yep. I remember <laughs> that with the MSP days. Yeah. Very interesting. Cool. Maybe I'll uh, find my way yep. in, in and listen up. I think I'll be actually around today awesome. at that time. Yeah, Yabba's going to give me content, apparently. He's going to put out a post on future Aruni before that. <coughs> So for right you to explain, give, give us a rundown of what's happening in Splinterlands right now. What's going on with CL packs? I, I oh, don't man. even know what Rooney is. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So there, over the past like three months, a lot has been happening. Uh, so we got the, the governance proposals. Um, you know, the, the system itself was launched so people could vote with their, with their stake SPS power. Um, which, by the way, you guys were holding... Chaos Legion packs, so you should totally have forgot. Yes, I did not vote. I was not aware. Yeah. You're supposed to just uh, tell me, dude. I, I have told you. <laughs> uh, so, Wait, you have? So, so, you know, there was an airdrop uh, for your various assets uh, for SPS, and as holders of Chaos Legion packs, you should have received some. That SPS you could then stake and then vote in these governance things, mm -hmm. or, you know, you could sell, or you could liquidity pool, or, you know, do all the usual things. Uh, in addition to that, because you bought through X-Chaos, you're also getting DEC daily from the revenues that we have from our airdrops. So, um, you know, you're, you're, you bought once, but you're still earning passively, which is, which is nice. Um, but anyway, so since the governance proposal, or since the governance system went live, Yabba and the team have been churning out a lot of stuff about changes to mechanics. Um, so, <clears throat> so like right now, under under vote and the game's in maintenance right now which is kind of oh, <laughs> i wish i could just look it up uh there's a vote for um whether or not to burn chaos legion packs so chaos legion was launched in uh, i think september of 2021 and obviously the whole crypto market was booming at the time they made the the, the addition size uh, to be 15 million packs and, you know, then we had November, which was the peak, and then obviously Bitcoin's down 70% since then, and the rest of the crypto markets even more. So, uh, you know, the, the growth has definitely cooled off on, you know, Splinterlands along with everything else. And so, you know, this pack sale is taking longer than they wanted, because they always target like about a year or so for addition. Uh, well, yeah, the pre-sale started then, I'm saying the, the, the setting of the addition size was in that, was in DeFi summer of 21. <clears throat> so uh, one of the proposals that's out right now is like, okay, we've sold 10 million chaos agent packs out of the 15 million. <clears throat> and, you know, things are going pretty slow at the moment. They want to get out the next edition, which is being called Rebellion in the summer of 23. And um, so the proposal is that starting in December, they're going to burn 25,000 packs a day over four months through the end of March. And then if there's anything left by the end of March, then we'll just burn the rest and it'll just be cut off. So, <clears throat> you know, if it goes that full time, that's at least, you know, 3 million, uh, 3 million packs that will be burned 
um, from from the chaos legion edition, which will, you know, increase the relative rarity above what we've been expecting. So uh, things will be scarcer than they would have been otherwise. So that's uh, all to the good, and it looks like it's going to pass. I think it has a couple of days left on the vote, but it's you know it's, sweet. Uh, you know, and, in, in and the, basically anyone yeah. that holds SPS can vote, correct? Well, anyone that holds staked SPS, yes. Staked SPS. Oh, oops. So I'm after restake. You got to power it up, and then um, you know the the SPS. Oh yes. Is I will a, I, is a month. I will blame it on Polycub. It used to be staked, <laughs> and then Polycub happened, and now it's over there. Ah, okay. interesting. So damn it. <clears throat> so yeah, my vote means uh, nothing. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stake to participate. But um, yes. So so you know if that ends up being the case, which it's looking like it will, then a couple things happen. So one is that, um, you know, when an edition sells out historically, you know, because there's no, there's no other place to buy it, then people start going to the secondary markets and they start bidding things up uh, over time. So if history is a guide, we'll see some, uh, some, some bidding pressure on the individual cards themselves, plus, you know, the unopened packs that are still in circulation. Because right now, I think there's about 3 million unopened chaos agent packs that are just sitting in people's wallets like you guys uh, <laughs> so like all the ones i got i opened and the cards are renting out and everything <clears throat> but that's you know my model so um so that's one thing uh there's also all these other things that are under development so so mitch you were talking about you know other games so right now uh we had a governance note on this a while ago there is a new game under development uh, under the Spinnerlands umbrella, where it's a tower defense game, and it's being produced by uh, another uh, another game developer called Double Coconut, and we voted to award the the tower defense game a million SPS per month in reward, in you know earning potentials. <clears throat> so, so um, you know that's that's another game you know, and you know they're. I, from if I'm remembering correctly, you know, they're going to be a strong mobile first design element. Uh, and, you know, potentially that'll reach out to new users to, you know, onboard them into Hive and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, there's a, a large chunk of Splinterlands players that will also pick up uh, the tower defense uh, game as well. Uh, there's, okay, so it's more like a partnership to an extent. Yeah, yeah, it's more like a partnership. Then there's a whole other set of games being developed under the, uh, the Genesis League Sports brand. Which is, you know, some overlap with the Splinterlands team. I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe Yabba could talk to it about how much uh, resources are, you know, from the core Splinterlands team being applied to Genesis League Sports, and how much is, you know, new hires and whatever. But so <clears throat> they're in the process of launching a um, a soccer uh, game that is uh, has a partnership with the Major League Soccer Players Association in the U.S. So. Uh, from what I understand, that means that they will have, you know, cards of the likenesses of the players in the, uh, in the nice. League soccer. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I'm not a soccer guy, so I haven't really followed it that closely, but that, that is uh, the first title under that, that new brand. And, you know, to your point about Hive, could potentially be another source for onboarding users. And uh, the goal there is to, you know, they're going to have the soccer game, but then they're going to have, you know, other sports titles under that brand over time. So, 
you know, it's there's a lot of stuff going on. And as far as Rooney's go, um, oh yeah, and SBS stakers are getting an airdrop of the GLX token. That is correct. I've got like ten thousand GLX tokens from my staked SBS, which is the oh, like already it's, it's 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 already happening. The airdrop is already happening. Yeah, um, shit, started like a week ago. <laughs> So, so stake your SPS. Um, Some liquidity uh, might be getting pulled from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, earmuffs, uh, Cal. Earmuffs. You know, okay. there, there's there's almost no liquidity. I mean, the the trading on that token just started, so there's there's very little activity so far. But uh, you know, it's uh, oh, maintenance is done. Awesome. Um. So, uh, so yeah, there's 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 things happening in that whole thing, and. If they're successful, then that will, you know, onboard new users to Hive, create some some pressure for needing resource credits, which means somebody's got to stake some HP. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a year-long airdrop on that, so you don't have time. I don't know. I'll be taking <laughs> care of some stuff this afternoon. And then, uh, and then as far as Rooney goes, so Rooney is this uh, is a new profile picture project uh, on Ethereum. So it's um, if you guys noticed in Discord, my uh, my profile picture changed. Yes, um, and that is a Rooney. So that is it's a new card in Spinnerlands that you can play with. Well, you will be able to play with it like a couple of weeks. And, but it's a it's a it's an NFT project on Ethereum. So you go to OpenSea, you mint. Uh, it's 0.38 ETH um, in order to to mint a new one, or you know you can buy off this off the secondary market on OpenSea. And so it's, it's, you know, I like it a lot. I, it, at first I was like, yeah, it's kind of gimmicky, but I, I've come around on it and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, you know, there's all these different characters with all the different things. They have different heads and different stuff uh, above their heads. They've got different weapons. They've got different bodies, different cores in the middle. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. So I, I minted, I don't know, eight, I think. And, um, uh, got one that was pretty rare and managed to sell that for a nice chunk on uh, <laughs> to a desperate whale <laughs> uh, who was looking for a particular uh, um, a particular uh, you know characteristic. And uh, one of the most interesting things about it is that we're told that there's going to be the ability to swap components amongst NFTs. So if if the, if you own two Roonies and uh, one has a hat you like and one has a, has a weapon that you like, you can move the hat or swap the hats between the two uh, from what I understand. Uh, that functionality does not exist yet, but it is, uh, is on the way. So, <clears throat> you know, that is um, uh, one of the, like I said, what, <laughs> like Yama says, one of the most fun things that, that they've done. And, you know, there's all different styles of things. And, you know, I minted a bunch because I wanted to get one that I liked and, uh, and I did, so. You know, I'm not sure if I'll rent out the rest or sell them or, or whatever, but um, you know, I'll be able to, I'm at least going to wait until we get the swapping thing so I can build my ultimate uh, uh, and, uh, and go from there. So uh, I'm able to load up the site here and see if there's, because there's two other proposals that are open and I'm totally blanking on what they are right now. Yeah, I just jumped on the site and I was like, oh yeah, sweet. I got land rewards to claim. You have land rewards? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what is, so, is that just SPS? Uh, yeah, it looks like SPS rewards. That is, that is from, SPS. From so so those rewards get auto staked when you claim them, so you'll automatically be in the governance. Sweet, I just staked as we speak. There you go. So those claims you can do once per day, just so you know. Uh, the, nice. the the SPS staking First time rewards I had done claims. It. 
you get you get those as many times as you want. Uh, let's see. Okay, so the oh the oh, two yeah, other ones. Rewards. Yeah, so proposition fourteen was to replace DEC LP rewards with SPS. So one of the things about the the current tokenomics of Spinnerlands is that so DEC it was designed to be this uh, stable-ish type coin where all the transactions inside Spinnerlands happens. So if you buy a card, if you rent a card, um, then you know the tr currency that you're using is DEC. And then um, you know over the couple of years that it's been around, it's you know been you know ten times higher than the stable price. It's been you know forty percent of the stable price. So, uh, so they introduced this change where um, the the if if DEC is above its par value of a thousand DEC per dollar, then you'll be able to burn SPS and get you know uh, nine hundred seventy five DEC, and you know if the price is high enough, then you could then sell that DEC back for SPS, and this will this will pretty create a lowering pressure on the price of DEC. So um, it's sort of like, uh, uh, well, it's, it's, it's like any kind of burn mechanism. So what it does is that, you know, if, if we reach that par, par value, and, and DEC has been under for a while, but it's, it's getting back up there. If we reach that par value and people need DEC, then they have to either mint it from SPS by burning or they have to buy it off the market. But there were still a couple legacy pieces that were out there that were still producing DEC inflation, and the proposal that just passed is cutting off, uh, you know, ninety percent of that. So there's still going to be a very small amount of DEC printed uh, for leaderboard rewards, but everything else is going to be shifting over to the SBS. And what that does is that that shifts everybody's, you know, speculative pressures, positive or negative, into SPS rather than DEC. And you know, if things go well, then, you know, virtuous cycle happens, you know, SPS, people buy SPS uh, to burn for DEC, and then that creates buying pressure on SPS, the price of SPS goes up, and, you know, you just repeat the cycle. So in, in the best case scenario, that goes, you know, really strongly, and then, uh, you know, a rising price is attractive, you know, to the crypto market. So people will take notice and say, hey, what's that over there? Like, oh, there's this whole game thing, and uh, you know, bringing more, uh, more users and and people are participating in the ecosystem. So nice. I mean, that's like a ten minute thing on like there's a lot going on. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. The full preview of the Monster Maverick show later yeah. today, <laughs> possibly. So although uh, although apparently we're getting a new Rooney post, so there you go. There you go. That's right. Yeah. So there'll be there'll be more chatter of what we just covered plus Rooney yeah. talk yeah there's always alpha <laughs> so SPS is uh is five cents right now right what is your opinion on how it's doing and where it's headed because you just talked about the the whole burn mechanism and yeah it sounds pretty bullish yeah so I mean long term I'm I'm bullish um so you know we had just like every every other token in the world you know, there was launch, there was no liquidity, price spiked up, and then there was distribution over the year-long airdrop and, and the subsequent, um, you know, inflation, which has, you know, brought the price back down. On top of that, we had crypto winter that we entered. 
don't know if you guys have noticed, but <laughs> so, um, so, you know, it, it popped up and it came down over, over, you know, last year, year and a half. And, um, but you know, this, this five cent region has, has had a lot of, a lot of support in it. So, you know, I'm hesitant to say that it's, it has bottomed already, but you know, it might have. <laughs> and as far as upside, you know, it, if that kind of virtuous cycle gets going and, and SPS is being bought and being burned, uh, which means it can never be sold again, you know, that could, could push prices significantly. You know, there's, um, I would have to look, but I think there's maybe $3 million worth of SPS liquidity out there. So, you know, if people come in with a, with a big chunk of buying, then that could push things, you know, significantly. I don't know about uh, like actual numerical targets because you know those are always wrong, but <laughs> but I think directionally we're we're headed in the right direction. I like it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Is there a lot of SPS left to because like you mentioned that one game tower defense games getting like a million per month? So yeah. compared to like the circulating supply now, would you say there's a lot of SPS being you know entering the market? Um, I think the monthly inflation is like 6%, something like that. Um, okay. So it's, it's significant, but it's right. uh, not crazy, you know? Uh, so the, the mark, the, or the, the lifetime cap on, on SPS is 3 billion. And uh, that'll be over you know, like a five-year period that'll be minted. So, you know, we're at about 900 million right now. So there's about 2.1 to go. Uh, so, you know, inflation will call it, you know, triple roughly. And, uh, but, you know, that's over, you know, a multi-year period. What was interesting about the million for, for tower defense was that, so in the original allocations, there was, a, I think, two and a half million a month, some, something like that, set aside for, um, for the Swinomans team. And apparently their lawyers said, you can't do that. So <laughs> it's just been sitting there and they never, they never took it. And um, uh, so the, that million is coming from what was going to be the team stake. Um, and um, so it's kind of sort of like, you know, free money to the rest of the ecosystem, but, um, you know, uh, the, basically the Spinalands team is paying for it. And that, that also leaves a little bit of, of extra room to develop other things like this, you know, another project or two or three, uh, that, that could be come under the same kind of system. So, you know, there's, uh, it's, it's all, it's all to the good. Um, I like it. So if if we get some some nice bullish action in the middle of you know otherwise bear market territory, then you know that'll be attractive. Yeah, I may uh, may pick some up. I'm excited for these Chaos Legion packs to sell out. Maybe I can uh, <laughs> convert my CL pack money into my SPS money. There you go. Yes. Um, and while we've been talking, uh, Bitcoin is now eighteen thousand five hundred. Oh. FTX what? just dipped below ten dollars. It's down sixty yes. percent. Uh, Holy shit! So Look you know, I was here. I was looking at the um, at the uh, FTT. You know, when, when these rumors were getting started a couple of days ago, and I, I was wanting to open a short position, but the um, the only places that had that had futures on it was Binance, and you know, I can't trade on Binance, so um, it's. Uh, it's um, you know, sad. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Up. 
that this is not last long. This is bad. It's under $8 now. Yeah. Yeah. So, it would have been great to short it. Um, I saw that there was a huge short interest on, uh, on Binance. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people speculated that CZ was even shorting it through there. Yeah. Obviously, it probably no is. Tell, but probably, Watch, I mean, I would be surprised. By the end of the week, it's going to be like, oh, we found some inconsistencies in their financials. Uh, we're not buying FTX. Well, yeah, that's what I'm I mean, wondering. Was there an announcement that caused another, you know, rip lower? Oh, good question. Maybe, because this See, is probably the move. This is bad. Yeah. This is quite the move. I mean, this thing just got cut in half in like minutes. Yeah. Well, not minutes, hours. So. I was yeah, at 14. I mean, I mean, when so, we started the call, it was at like 14. Now it's at eight and change. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, that's the great thing about, uh, about uh, you know, unwinds is that if you're on the right side of them, they go fast. <laughs> yeah. There's some unconfirmed news that FTX was trying to raise $6 billion by midday today, and they weren't able to. So that's why they turned to Binance. $6 billion? Yeah. Oh, my. How over leveraged do you have to be? When you need uh, to raise $6, six billion. billion. <laughs> Holy shnikes. Yeah. That's, I'm uh, doing it. I'm, I'm playing this game wrong. I need to just lever up, make a bunch of money, but then like, you know, get out. Well, that's, that's the greed the gets them every that's time. Bank, that's how the banks do it. And that's apparently how the Bankman Freeds do it too. <laughs> yes. The greed, the greed gets them every time. So basically, like he, it's, it's this situation sounds like he's pretty much at CZ's mer mercy to save save his ass. Yeah, I mean, falling knife. That is a falling knife. Oh, he's definitely not the Warren Buffett of crypto because uh, <laughs> Warren Buffett doesn't lever up like that. Right. Yeah. He's I more mean, like the uh, um, Bernie Madoff of crypto at this point. Yeah. Why not let FTX die at this point? CZ has to spend zero. Yeah, you might. Oh, you know, or it might. Well, go he just to zero. wiped out his biggest competitor. Yeah, it might go to zero, and then he buys it, and uh, you know, it's a uh, he'll get inherited. Freaking all the, savage! All the licensing and everything. <clears throat> yeah, pick from a rubbish pile, exactly. Yeah, everything's down over ten percent today. BNB down zero percent. It's flat. Yep. Wicked up. There's a crazy wick on BNB. Let me post that. really crazy yeah i gotta start writing a recap post there forgot all about it Wonder. yeah i was i was hoping that the uh that the cub bnb pool would would be enough to lift the rest of it uh, you know a little bit but but from what you were saying cal the uh the arm volume kind of limited the upside there a bit yeah it's uh well the bnb pool is the smallest one for cub um liquidity terms um but it did it did give us a nice little wick um what is that probably about we were probably up like 15 percent almost at one point and then obviously oh, really? you know wicked with bnb yeah. yeah um and then obviously a lot of a lot of arbitrage and all the pools which ultimately is just good for the bridge right. um it's lp fees yep and then the lp fees um get cheaper <laughs> Yeah, Binance US rebranded as FTX would be very interesting. Um, oh, shit. That's actually a great reason for him to yeah. acquire FTX. Yeah. Well, I was wondering about that because, you know, Binance US is a thing already. So they have a US, True. you know, permit. Doesn't seem like anyone uses it. 
I mean, people do, but I'm just saying, like, none of us use it. I try not to use centralized exchanges at all. <laughs> oh, that too. Because, you know, I mean, it's like, this is, this is, uh, I made a thread about it earlier. This, uh, like, example of 4 million that, you know, not your keys, not your crypto. This, you know, the only way, the only way that this was a problem for FTX was if they took money from depositors, they did something with it, and now they have less money to, to pay back to depositors that's they're calling it a liquidity run liquidity right. crunch but it's like we took your money and it's now gone <laughs> that's that's the the plain Seems english version yeah so uh so you know you know there's you know with with DeFi being a thing there is no reason to do that i mean i like so i use coinbase uh corporate or coinbase exchange to onboard and offboard um but uh there's no trading on the central exchange that's needed. Unless you want to do yep. like times 100 leverage or whatever. Hmm. And then you're just you're just playing against the other people on the exchange in your own little, your own little world. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Hive just hit 43 cents. Yeah, I saw that. I know I'm like typing up this post i'd much rather be buying tokens yeah i'm i'm biting off a lot of bitcoin right now um yeah like i said i, I sold some yesterday and now it's looking like a great time to get back in yeah i mean anything you sold above 20 it's like picking up 1500 points nice little trade in uh Less than a day. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Came on the last time I did an actual trade. Yeah, I usually time. just do really small ones just to stay, you know, stay engaged with it. Yeah, stay, keep your finger on the pulse of the market. Yeah, it's a lot harder to be engaged when you're just not doing anything and just yeah. perpetually long. Yeah, it's no, it's just. That's been my Achilles heel of late with kind of being focused on real estate the last few months. That's not all bad. Yeah, no, it, can that, be a, that, it can be a good thing too, just to keep your head clear, yeah. stay above it. Well, this point, it's like anything, long-term investing is basically just like, all right, I'm just chilling and waiting for the next bull market. So, you know, come wake me up a year from now when maybe things begin to perk up. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still, a, a, I don't know if idealist is the right word, but a, a crypto believer. And yeah, you know, I figure 10, 15, 20 years, you know, we're going to be way, way higher than we are now. So. Dude, 100% believer. Everything <laughs> I see and just how more and more institutional money keeps coming in and, you know, once I saw the BlackRock news, I was, you know, what was that, like a month or two ago? I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm holding all my crypto. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have our, our midterm election today and you know, Twitter's all full of, you know, machines aren't working. And <laughs> it's just going to be a shit show. That's right. I forgot. So, we have the old good old vote going. Yeah, we actually had, uh, my wife told me, uh, yeah, I've been down in my office. My wife told me someone came to the door uh, to, you know, Really? 
to say. What, hey, were, they, what were they showing? Red or red uh, or blue? Blue. Uh, you know, we live in a in a fairly blue area. So that is true. Even though, yeah, the area of the state you're in is definitely very blue. Yeah. So uh, they're trying to get us trying to get the vote out for Stacey Abrams. Good old Stacey. Yeah. Who I know nothing about other than the headlines when she says stupid things. So there you go. <laughs> I just don't even pay attention, especially in Florida, like, because, you know, I mean, obviously there's more than, uh, you know, the, the governor race, but I'm just like, why is everyone, why is anyone even running against DeSantis? <laughs> like, like, seriously, like you're just wasting your money. Yeah. That's like probably the most obvious kind of just win for a governor in any state right now. Even, you know, even the Dems are pretty much happy with him. Yeah, it seems uh, seems like he's pretty popular. Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, when I when I I was working in Florida when COVID started, and there was there was a rumor going around that the governor, who I had no idea who the governor was at that time, um, there was a rumor going around that he was going to shut down the state, and so I hopped on a plane and came back home to Atlanta, and uh, turned out it was DeSantis and he wasn't going to do anything. So, so. <laughs> nope, ended up being the second most open state the whole time yeah. assuming texas was even more open which i think it was yeah but, but uh, good stuff i don't know i'm uh thinking i need to poke around at some potential buys when we get off this call but we still need to get an update on all things leo finance yeah there was no call last week so i'm assuming since it's been two weeks there's probably updates to be had oh since the definitely. dev team the dev team moves lightning quick <laughs> in the crypto yeah winter. we uh you know it's become like really clear lately that um you know especially with the success of threads you know and, and we've talked about project blank for forever it seems Ooh, um that, speaking of yeah spoiler alert for anyone that doesn't know even though everyone already knows and has figured it out Leo Finance is Project Blank. Right. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Um, so that wasn't always a thing. Obviously, we were planning to I do know. you know the whole, yeah, we were planning to do the whole airdrop new token whole thing. And then how many times are you gonna tease me with airdrops I don't get? <laughs> supposed um, to be uh, all those other blockchains with uh, DeFi sites. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and then Project Blank airdrops. I've been fooled this whole time, just hold, hold bag holding now. I'm it's sorry, uh, it's become like pretty clear that a better strategy for us is more, um, you know, consolidation focused and bringing things kind of all into the same umbrella. Um, I actually think that has a lot more value, and you know that was that was only you know that was only supercharged by seeing, you know, basically Elon take over Twitter and kind of the the vision that he has. Um, and you know, why not piggyback on some of that stuff? Cause he's essentially talking about Twitter in the sense of being, you know, the X app that he always wanted to create, um, X.com, uh, which was obviously the original PayPal idea. Um, so he's talking about a lot of things being built in for Twitter that we obviously already have being on a blockchain, being on hive, you know, having the Leo token, um, having the wallet, everything like that is, is kind of already baked into what we've got. And now with threads, we've got the whole microblogging framework. And, um, 
you know, basically instead of just launching project blank and, and doing like the whole new setup, whole new token, whole new UI, you know, why not use this opportunity to build the new Leo UI and build it so that it's microblogging first and then long form content as a feature of the platform. So just imagine Twitter, but with long form content as an extra feature. So if you want to write an article uh, from your Twitter account and, you know, post it up, uh, earn your upvotes, tweet it out, tweet, you know, break it out into, into a thread. Um, that's kind of where we're headed. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about what that means for, for Leo and Leo finance. It, it could mean a lot of different things um, in terms of kind of the, the future direction. Um, but I think ultimately what it does is it brings a lot of value back into the fold for Leo. And, you know, I think one thing that we've learned a lot uh, you know, a big lesson throughout this, you know, bull to bear cycle is, uh, you know, consolidate the resources and focus on generating revenue, um, you know, generating cash flow. And I think, I think you're seeing that in the broader market too. So that's really just bleeding into what we're doing, but you're really seeing that in like growth companies and, and tech stocks that people are, are abandoning tech stocks that, that are all about future revenues and uh, that are basically incapable of generating positive cash flow today. So I think for us, we've kind of changed that whole dynamic. And you kind of see that with Cub as well, uh, where the focus is, is really on the multi-token bridge and bringing in revenue today rather than focusing on what we can do tomorrow. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I, I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about BHBD, but the, uh, the liquidity there has been growing a lot. I think it's up like 50,000 in the last, you know, couple of days, last week. Uh, I know Neil had a big hand in that. Um, and uh, yeah, so so seeing that grow has been awesome. And then the obviously the the bridge revenue is pretty astronomical. I mean, the last month's report we had the bridge revenue at like seventy eight hundred dollars for the month, which is obviously not huge in in the broader scheme. But um, considering that there was only about six hundred thousand in total value locked for Beehive BHBD, that's a pretty sizable amount of revenue. Um, and the cub inflation was only about eighteen thousand dollars. So uh, we are currently at about, you know, a little bit over 50%, uh, probably for this month, uh, with, with revenue compared to inflation. So basically revenue is buying back half of inflation every month and, and that just continues to grow. So I think that that turns into a bullish thing for cub kind of turning cub into a growth stock. Um, and I saw someone doing a, a PE analysis of cub, uh, and the PE ratio is, is basically in line with like growth you know, growth dividend stocks, blue chip stocks. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it, it's fun to see these different analysis uh, metrics kind of come into play uh, now that Cub actually generates, you know, good revenue. If you look at the history, Cub's revenue was not great. I mean, it was basically minuscule to, to zero because uh, it was only kingdoms based. And now with the multi-token bridge that uh, you just look at the post a screenshot, you just look at the burn chart and you see how how crazy these, these burns have gotten um that's what i'm excited about and i think the new ui will be ready for open alpha in the next 60 days uh that's what we're that's what we're shooting for and the new ui i've, I've teased it a little bit but the new ui basically looks exactly like twitter and then like i said you've got the wallet features and then you've got um long form as a feature built in so <clears throat> Uh, I have questions. <laughs> uh, so, you know, obviously the 
the competition is Twitter itself, right? Or, right. or at least crypto Twitter. And, yeah. you know, if, so two things. So one is, uh, you know, if Twitter goes, you know, some people are talking about using Doge as, as whatever. Uh, I think those people are insane. Uh, <laughs> they might use it for, for payments for Twitter Blue, but um, but as far as like if if Twitter were to go on blockchain, then how do you compete with that? Like what's yeah, what's, that's a good what's question. What's better about about Threads or Project Blank or and right. is the official name Threads now? Is that like done? Uh, it it's the name for now. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> In this universe, anything can change. Um, yeah, so you know, Twitter going onto a blockchain is a really interesting idea. Um, personally, I, I don't see that ever happening. I, I would be very surprised. Maybe not ever, but <clears throat> I'd be very surprised if they could turn that because Twitter is a huge ship. I'd be very surprised if they could turn that ship and throw everything onto a blockchain uh, in any reasonable amount of time. Um, you know, all of that being said, I think. I think what the future looks like for a lot of, you know, social media, but also, you know, even if you go to the, like the currency asset level is a, a widening of what's available. So, you know, I, I don't see a future where you can't have threads and Twitter and, you know, XYZ platforms, you know, coexist. Um, so really for us, I think the key is going to be building out our niche um, rather than, potentially rather than attack the entire, like, let's say that, you know, Project Blank is not a attack to become Twitter, but instead to be a, you know, a niche crypto Twitter. Um, I think that is, is just as valuable and, and kind of allows, kind of allows us to carve out an interesting niche. And obviously I think we're going to beat Twitter to the, I mean, we've already have, but beat Twitter to the blockchain punch by five to 10 plus years. But yeah, the, then, the idea that we're going for is using Twitter is super easy for the average person. So threads needs to be as easy to use or potentially even easier than Twitter. And then have the whole blockchain thing be on the back end, which is really what we're going to focus in on with the new UI. Uh, we're building it from scratch to just be super, super easy to use. Uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be great. I mean, threads works you know, decently well. At least on desktop, the uh, I, you know, I honestly have not been quite up to date on on all the on all the Leo Finance updates. But like my, my Leo Finance app disappeared from Testfully, so disappeared. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have Let me try again. But you can now. try going back through the original link. Um, I haven't Leo seen. Finance I haven't seen load. it disappear before. I have seen people that can't get it to load. Yeah, I can't. I get the damn it. Can't say it. That failed. Yeah. Could initialize yeah. Leo Finance. We'll be back soon. I uninstalled, reinstalled. This is a few weeks ago, though, I think, or no. Whenever it was the last call we did, so two weeks ago. Yeah, no, mine's, mine's completely gone. I don't know what happened. I did migrate phones, so maybe something happened. Um, um, yeah, you probably need to rejoin it. So, <coughs> so we'll have the, the new UI. It'll be, it'll be threads first. Um, it'll, will it be mobile first as well? So the so this is where it gets a little interesting. The new, if you ever go on, uh, most people have never done this, but if you ever go on twitter.com from your phone on like say Safari or whatever browser you've got, the twitter.com app 
uh, web app works extremely well on mobile. Um, so we are building the Leo Finance, the new app with that kind of mobile first idea. Um, it'll look really identical to Twitter uh, from both mobile and desktop, um, which will look super nice. Um, so this is a reason why we've kind of pulled resources away from Leo Mobile a little bit uh, to focus on this. Um, because, you know, I, I could imagine that instead of having the Leo Mobile app, you know, you could have this, this web app be better for mobile. Uh, that being said, we're still going to do Leo Mobile, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I really want the web app to be flawless. You know, I want the web app to work just like Twitter with no downtime, you know, no like, I mean, obviously you'll always have bugs, but but bugs should be, you know, quickly squashed and and very few and far between. Um, that's kind of why, you know, we we basically examined either building like taking the current UI and just kind of remodeling it, uh, which is what we usually do, uh, or just rebuilding it and uh, and rebuilding it in the way that we want it. Um, and rebuilding it ultimately was the uh, was what we decided on because it's just so much, you know, with with the back end framework that we have, we can build a really amazing front end. Uh, but trying to adapt the current front end to to the new back end that we've built has just been like a Frankenstein monster. So um, that that's really that's really where we're headed because I think it's the the Threads back end engine is working amazing. If you ever like if you I mean if you guys used the first the first early days of Threads, it was nothing like what it is now. It's super fast, snappy, um, not perfect, but definitely well on its way. Yeah, I, I will put in a feature request. I, I wanted to, I want the page to update without me having to refresh. So that's what. Yeah, but uh, that is going to be. We're going to have that. <clears throat> so okay, let's say it's two months from now. We have the new the new version of this of the user interface. We have you know a threads first design. What's what's the plan at that point to to bring in all the crypto Twitter people? Yeah. So a few things. So one thing I've talked about is. Um, what I really want to do is automate a lot of different things. Um, so, you know, we just kind of said that random discord idea, but kind of take that and overlay it to like Twitter it's, itself. And, you know, one thing I would love to do is have people able to sign in because we already have sign in with Twitter, right? That's on the current Leo UI. Obviously we'll have that on the new one uh, and it'll be even better. What I would love to have is sign in with Twitter, back up all your tweets and then scan for any new tweets you post and automatically back it up. Because if anything happens to your Twitter account, if you get censored, if you get taken down, um, anything, you have that blockchain backup. And that's going to be kind of, in my opinion, that's going to be a core use case of threads. It's just going to be a backup for people. Um, and that's, that's a perfectly fine use case to have. Obviously, you don't want the whole thing to just be everybody backing up all their shit. But um, having that as a use case and then having people kind of jump back and forth um, and see that they're earning rewards. And then if you engage more on threads, you earn more rewards, uh, platform grows, you obviously get all those good, good effects. Um, that backup feature, I think is going to be a big one. Uh, one thing that me and a nomad soul have been working on is finding some small crypto influencers to start sponsoring and, you know, putting all the Leo branding on them. And then obviously when, when the full threads UI is live, it'll be a lot easier to onboard their audience. Uh, and do things like give them a big delegation to uh, basically basically bring in their community members and do engagement directly on threads. Um, 
So a lot of stuff like that. Uh, I think traditional marketing is mostly out of the window. Like I just, I just don't find it to work that well. Um, you know, we've tried to run things like Facebook ads and they just don't tend to work well and frequently get actually taken down by the platforms. So they don't like competition. competition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that a lot. Um, I think, you know, Hive is especially well-suited for any kind of archiving kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it boggles my mind. Maybe this is just like a, like a crypto tribalism thing. But, you know, the, obviously there are other projects out there that are trying to do different types of content on blockchain. But... I think it's been proven by this point that nobody is willing to pay gas fees to post social media. Yeah. I mean, nope. just, just at all. And when it comes to, you know, incentivizing and rewards, people aren't willing to pay out of their wallets for, uh, you know, for liking or favoriting or, you know, whatever platform terminology you have. So, you know, I mean, the, the one, th not the one thing, one of the things that I've got right was, Paying for new content out of inflation and you know gasless transactions. <clears throat> Obviously, you need the resource credits to make it all work, but that's like a one-time thing instead of a constant thing. And you know the the app developers can delegate that out, you know, with their with their bags. So, you know, uh, I just don't see anything else work at all. Yeah. I'm not even sure the blockchain stuff will work, but if it is going to work, it's going to be in in the in the gasless uh inflation funded way a hundred percent because uh you know you know we we're talking about cz earlier the uh he was also uh half a billion invested into elon's takeover so you got to figure oh, wow. that you know they're looking at something right very interesting and you know finance wow. chain is is quasi dpos but it's uh it's i think binance smart chain is uh is a killer I, I really think it's a killer i know a lot of people don't like it but um it is a killer use case of blockchain the fees are low enough the uh transaction speed is good um yeah i think i think it's a killer yeah did you guys look at the uh at the library sec lawsuit I did not. So uh, the, the SEC filed for summary judgment and it was granted, which means that at least at the moment, unless there's an appeal or something, that the uh, library is deemed to be a security. So what is uh, what is library? Um, you know, the Odyssey platform, LBRY. Yeah. Uh, so those guys. Uh, so they had a they have a video uh, blockchain application. I remember I, I logged onto it and it had a thing similar to what you're saying about threads where you could back up your YouTube channel and you just, you just hook it up and then it downloads everything and creates library posts out of it. Um, but there was a, um, I, so I tried it for like a day, the interface I didn't like and uh, I haven't looked at it since, but I assume it's still there. <laughs> so the SEC sued them saying that, hey, you've, you've sold them on unlicensed, unregistered security. And, uh, you know, they've been battling back and forth in court. And yesterday, judge granted the SEC summary judgment. And so I read the opinion. And obviously, I'm not a lawyer. 
but from what I could tell, it seemed like the issue was that uh, so when they launched, they minted themselves, you know, these uh, these library coins, and then they sold those coins to various exchanges and other private investors, and um, and so so that act, they're saying, constituted an investment contract under the the Howey test, um, and then by virtue of the fact that 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 the that their team was working to improve the state of the network, that constitutes like promoter efforts uh as uh you know again which is one of the criteria of the Howard test so which is you know which is quite a claim so if this holds up basically from what i can tell anybody any crypto team that you know mints coins mints coins to themselves and then sells them is under the securities you know uh umbrella yeah which could be, you know, a problem for people, right? And uh, so the uh, on Twitter, the, the library guys were saying, you know, this precedent's going to apply to pretty much all crypto, at least in the U.S. And uh, I'm not sure that's 100 percent true, but you know, yeah, I mean, the the real thing is like, and you look at what Splinterlands' team is doing at the, as like, you know, as a good lens is that if you're not if you're not minting team stake and selling it. Um, then you're you're really in the clear um from a lot of these from even the question of it like that yeah. you know and and library obviously needs to finish this whole thing out but but really just avoiding that and sidestepping it is really just the key way to avoid it right but that's most of the incentive right is to right <laughs> we, right we mint ourselves a team stake and then we sell it <laughs> right so i think the real key is to is to mint mint coins let it let it go into the market buy it just buy it yourself and then you know if you're if you're building something of value, then you've bought your own stake uh, in that company. Essentially, uh, you're writing a check to buy a stake in it, and then build it for the better, contribute to it, and that's the. Uh... Yeah, I mean that's a good workaround, but it's probably not a desirable workaround for people. Like because you think about it. Well, when it first starts, it has pretty much no value, right? So nothing. And obviously none of us are lawyers, especially not securities lawyers, but just right. Not legal yeah. advice. Not legal advice. Yeah. Well, but my point is like think about with stocks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Think about which stocks. Obviously, you know, you have an IPO and there's always like, you know, that uh stake, so to speak, for the team, um, you know, with all the laws that go with it, but they can eventually sell those shares and all that. So I mean, yeah. they're treating it the same way. So, yeah. I mean, Cal, you know, those companies are great doing loophole. the legal work. Yeah. Well, that too. So, but I just look at like, I don't know, I guess it sounds good as a great loophole, but there's plenty of probably broke people starting, you know, new projects that, you know, have yeah. potential. And it's like, I don't even have, you know, let me find the thousand dollars to buy a huge stake in the thing I launched because I'm buying it fractions of a penny right now. But, yeah. you know, greed always comes into a thing. It's like, sweet, I can buy whatever, you know, let's say. 200,000 tokens when in you know the other format I could just get allocated team share and get my whatever it is you know half a million right. tokens right so you know as a counterpoint like with the uh, binary syndicate which is my Splinterlands fund we just we did the whole registration thing so we paid the lawyer 10 grand and following all the rules and it's all KYC and everything um I keep forgetting keeps, you have that keeps keeps me out of trouble <laughs> so 
Yeah, speaking of the, um, you know, lawsuits and everything, I saw Kim Kardashian is <laughs> potentially <laughs> winning the case. Oh, what, really? What case? I'm not aware of any case. Tell me. Oh, she, I thought it was already concluded that she was just going to pay the fine. That's what I thought, too. But then I saw this. Uh, I think I saw this this morning. Um, she, let's see if I can pull it back up. Oh, she was advertising or something, right? Yeah, she was paid to advertise. It was like an Ethereum fork that she was paid to yeah, advertise. Yeah, she got tagged for basically helping pump, pump and dump. Right. Um, what were we hearing about this? That? But did, did, wasn't it a thing where, like, in the tags it said sponsored or something? Probably. Like, I like think she, so. She disclosed in in some small print kind of way that it was promotional. Um, I obviously posted the recap post up in chat and at two o'clock i'm gone i don't know about you guys but i gotta go too um it says celebrity kim kardashian and boxer floyd mayweather have won a lawsuit accusing them of scamming ethereum max investors wow uh just a month ago kardashian paid 1.26 million to the sec to settle the allegation that she broke the u.s rules so if she settled, um, what did she win? Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think Good maybe there's your, multiple. Good luck getting your money back. <laughs> there, there might be multiple lawsuits. Because wow. this was posted two hours ago. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. Maybe she appealed or something and is trying to get her money back. Yeah, I'm not sure. Or maybe she hasn't paid yet and then they appealed it. I'm not sure. Or I guess she had agreed to pay it, but then the judge didn't enforce it. Interesting. I don't know. A little confusing. I just saw that this morning, though. Yeah. So, I mean, Kat, if you got to go, then uh, the question for you guys is let's say this whole FTX thing goes bad and Binance does not come in, the whole thing goes to zero. They have to sell everything in order to pay off depositors as much as possible. How low does Bitcoin go? I don't know. The, I mean, I guess the question is, is that what breaks it, you know, below support? Uh, in the end, we need a catalyst. So I'm not even 100% confident it pushes it super far, but let's just assume that's the catalyst. Um, I'm looking at as far as not even a crazy move, I'm looking at like 16.5 as my first <coughs> area. And then if that doesn't work out, um, then that's when we definitely probably push into the 14s, potentially 13s. So those are the two kind of spots I'm looking at. Yeah, without any data on, I mean, I think the best way to know would be to know how much FTX is holding in terms of, you know, crypto, like Bitcoin. I know they have a lot of Solana and other coins. Um, that would be like the real mathematical way to do it. But just my personal feeling, I feel like I, I would be surprised, honestly, if we bake, break this 18 level that we're at. Um, but if we do, I, I think we easily see like 14, 15. And then, uh, yeah, I, I would have a hard time believing we go below that. I think there's plenty of buyers in the market, and I really don't think that FTX is as widespread as Luna uh, in terms of you know cascading failures of the system. Yes. I think a lot of people cleared their balance sheets and 
settled up their debts and, uh, you know, cleared out a lot of leverage. So I don't, I don't think we're kind of in that leverage scenario that we were in before. Yeah, I think it more becomes like a psychological thing in terms of like, oh, you know, black eye on crypto and then, you know, retail and whoever else like, oh, this is bullshit. And, you know, but I think that is more of a short lived sell off as yeah, opposed to any kind of contagion. So by the way, um, is that what you're saying? By the way, by the I'm way. buying. I've been if buying there this is whole one, call. You know, if uh, yeah, if we see any kind of breakdown into those levels, I'm definitely buying. I mean, shit, I've talked about that for eons. It's you know, I see I, basically any, I see anything where 13 is the first two numbers with Bitcoin. That's, I'm just blindly buying. Dollar cost average. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. We get into the 16s. I'll, I'll buy some there. But yeah, DCA is probably the smart play. I've been waiting for the back of the truck price, but that really doesn't <laughs> work out too often. Right. My, yeah. I, I mean, that's know. the thing. You got to start nibbling at different levels, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you know, certain coins, you know, with Bitcoin, it really hasn't hurt me because it's just going sideways. But like something like, you know, um, Cosmos, if I were to just DCA into that MoFa, I'd be in awesome shape right now and be happy with, you know, my state and uh, my overall price. So, what are you doing, Neil? Uh, I don't know. That's the problem. So, I mean, if, if we get a huge, if we get a huge dump in Bitcoin, I'll buy some certainly. But, you know, I have a bunch already. Uh, kind of happy with the, the amount of Bitcoin I hold. Yeah. And I've just been kind of sitting in cash, doing nothing. Interesting. Hey, Neil, can I borrow some cash? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very Sure, for a 35% moment. APY. There you go. Hell no. <laughs> Hard That's what I money. Should be doing. I should be borrowing. <laughs> I should be borrowing money. Uh, at 10% backed by real estate. And then instead of putting it into more real estate, just putting it into stuff that gets me 35% APY and just keep Do the it. spread. Yeah, it's not arbitrage. terrible. I hear, I hear there's, a splinter arbitrage. Lands fund. there's a Splinterlands fund that can get me rates uh, around that. Uh, it depends, you know, it varies. But uh, if, you, if you want you know, like, if you want, um, uh, you know, reliable APR, stable coin farming is, is a pretty good way to go. Uh, I mean, to an extent, HPD has been holding uh, holding ground. It has. Say. So, and, and you get the random AUI. green pump every now and then. Right. Stable. Algorithmic stable coins, my favorite. <laughs> but yeah, no right. doubt. Well, Sweet. Good call. Yeah. Little thanks reunion. for jumping on, both of you. Yep. Yep. Happy uh, to do it. Until next <clears throat> week. What is next week? Uh, what the fifteenth? I'm guessing. Yep, fifteenth. Fifteenth works out because I'm going out of town again on the sixteenth. Sweet. Oh, so we will on the sixteenth. I like that. I'm just going west coast to Florida, so. Oh, okay. I'll be around my computer. Okay, that doesn't count though. Yeah, no, I'm just going to real estate stuff (coughs) on the west coast, so I'll still be technically around. But ah, look at that! Addicted just jumped in. Yeah, what's going on, dude? We got we even got Neil here. Yeah, but Matt was in the chat. You missed all you missed it all, bro. Missed but, it all. Yeah. Apparently that, that post, yeah, but was talking about just dropped. So I'll delete that. Oh nice. Sweet. Yes, unless I get uh, roped into some social uh activities with uh my business partner, his family, I will probably actually be able to jump on. All right. Monster Mavs. Five PM Eastern. 
for you folks that want to get your splinter lands on. That's right. All right, All right. guys. We'll catch you later. Always fun. See you guys next week. Laters. Peace.